Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You. And uh, I'm your friend, Aaron Free. And you can follow Israel Team uh, on Facebook, uh, Israel Team Advocates. You can follow us on our website, israelteam.org. And on that website, there is tons of information. If you want to like download uh, some interesting articles, some facts about Israel, uh, some current events and issues, you can find all of our radio programs and podcasts there on that website, israelteam.org. Uh, you can donate uh, to our ministry at israelteam.org. You can follow us on Twitter. And you can read uh, my articles that are found in the Jerusalem Post. So just look up my name, Aaron Free, F-R-U-H. Uh, then just Google Jerusalem Post. Uh, you can find me at the Times of Israel. I, I write weekly for the Times of Israel. And there are current articles uh, there. Just Google my name, Aaron Free, F-R-U-H, the Times of Israel. And you'll find all of my my blog posts there uh, at the Times. And so we just want to help keep you informed about what's happening in the land of Israel, what's happening with growing anti-Semitism in the United States, a 365% increase in just the last 24 months. And those are FBI statistics on growing anti-Semitism within America. So today I want to talk to you about five reasons why Christians should honor Jewish people. Five reasons why Christians should honor Jewish people. So it's really important that we as Christians get a hold of what God is doing in, in our generation and what God is up to. And I, I always tell my kids, I've got four kids. They're not kids anymore. They're all adults. <clears throat> I tell them, find out what God is doing and then do it. And so what is God up to in these uh, times? God is restoring the Jewish people to their land. And so I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of this restoration of the Jewish people to their land. And I know that you're listening to this program because you want to be a part of that too. So today we're going to talk about five reasons why every Christian should honor Jewish people. The first reason, I believe the foremost reason why Christians should honor Jewish people is because God loves the Jewish people. And many uh, Christians support Israel and the Jewish people for, for different reasons. Uh, a lot of Christians support uh, the return of Jews to their own land because of a dispensational theological viewpoint known as the pre-tribulation rapture. And so they believe that if they can help Jewish people get back to the land of Israel, that is a factual promise from the Bible that they're going to get an early rapture out of the end times tribulation period. And honestly, and we'll talk about this later on in the program, but honestly, I don't find anywhere in the Bible that ensures that promise. And there's three or four uh, views on the rapture of the church 
and they're all great theories, but nobody really knows. God has mysteries, and he's kept this mystery to himself. No one knows the day or the hour. So many people support Israel for that reason. And, and when you go to Israel, as I've been many times, and uh, you know, I talk to my Jewish friends, they'll say, what's up with that? I mean, do Christians not see that it's kind of selfish, that they, they love us? for their own selfish reasons to get out of some future tribulation. And so other people support Israel and the Jewish people because they believe they'll receive a blessing from God. You know, it's like, he who blesses Israel, I will bless. And so they they bless Israel, they love Israel because another selfish reason, I'm going to get blessed myself. And yes, that's a true fact in Genesis 12, 3. Uh, whoever blesses Abraham and his descendants, God says he will bless. But that's not the reason why we should support and love the Jewish people. Others support the Jewish people because they believe they will prosper financially. Supporting Israel and the Jewish people for ulterior reasons will not stand the test of time, especially in these present days when the hatred of Jews is on the rise globally. And I believe that there should be only one all-consuming motivation for why Christians should prioritize ministering to the needs of Jewish people and protecting Jewish people, especially during these days of anti-Semitism, and that reason is love. And Christians are faced with three choices concerning the Jews. We can choose to reject Israel and the Jewish people based on a theology that proclaims the church has replaced Israel as the new Israel of God. This theology is known as replacement theology, supersessionism, or triumphalism. It's a false doctrine that erroneously teaches that the church has replaced Israel, superseded Israel, and triumphed over Israel. And there are literally thousands upon thousands of evangelical Christians in America today that are either teaching that theology in seminaries or Christian places of higher education or sitting under a pastor that is teaching replacement theology. So there's a lot of Christians that choose to reject Israel. We can choose to support Israel and the Jewish people out of selfish ulterior motivations that include personal benefits. We can choose to love the Jewish people in Israel because God loves Israel. And love was at the very heart of God's original decision to choose the Jewish people. And here's what the scripture says. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his own possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you or choose you because you were more in number than any of the peoples of the earth. For you were the fewest of all peoples. But because the Lord loved you, and kept the oath which he swore to your forefathers. So I choose to love Jewish people, the land of Israel, uh, because God loves Israel. And I think this is the foremost reason why we should all honor and support and love Jewish people in, in our community here in the United States, abroad, and in the state of Israel. It's because God loves Israel. And the second reason why Christians should honor the Jewish people is because the nations are supernaturally connected to Israel. In Deuteronomy 32, verse 8 through 9, it's also found in Acts 17, verse 26 through 27. When the Most High gave to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the children of men, 
He set the bonds of the people or the bounds of the peoples according to the number of the children of Israel. For Jehovah's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. So all the nations are supernaturally connected to the bounds of the peoples of Israel. So this is very important. Your life, my life, we're supernaturally connected uh, to the Jews, to the land of Israel. Whether you like it or not, you are connected uh, to Israel. Uh, The third reason why we should love Israel, because the outpouring of the Spirit and revival has historically been connected to Israel's restoration. And consider these facts about revivals in the last few hundred years. In the late 1600s, Jews began to slowly immigrate to Palestine. This regathering would slightly stir and intensify through the 1700s. By 1850, 10,000 Jews would inhabit uh, Palestine. And the revival parallel is the grandfather of Jonathan Edwards, Solomon Stoddard, reported the fires of revival were kindled in Northampton, Massachusetts, in 1679 to 1718. The 1700s would see the ministries of Jonathan Edwards, George Whitfield, and John Wesley flourish. These stirrings would usher in the Great Awakening and the Second Great Awakening that would last through most of the 1700s. Beginning in 1860, Jews began to establish Jewish villages in Palestine. This small effort continued through 1860 to 1890. And what is the revival parallel? Revival sprang up in Scotland and Ireland in 1873 that were led by Dwight L. Moody. Moody and Ira Sankey returned to the U.S. to lead revivals in Brooklyn, Philadelphia, New York City, Chicago, and Boston. Israel's granted statehood in 1948 after 2,000 years of separation from their land. What's the revival parallel? In the late 1940s and early 1950s, international ministries hit the world stage under the leadership of Billy Graham and Bill Bright and many others. And those ministries began at the same time that Israel became a nation in 1948. Israel regains Jerusalem in 1967 during the Six-Day War after 2,500 years of being trampled underfoot by foreign powers. And what is the revival parallel? Well, right now there's, there's a new movie out called The Jesus Revolution. It's about Chuck Smith and the revival that hit California. But what's interesting is in 1967, during the Six-Day War, when after 2,500 years... Uh, the Jewish people regain their capital, Jerusalem. The revival parallel is in 1967, the world experienced the fires of revival once again during the Jesus people movement. And during this period, millions of souls came into the kingdom and a time of refreshing covered the globe. At this same time, the Holy Spirit was moving dramatically among the nations of the earth. And I myself came to faith during that revival, uh, the Jesus Movement revival in the early 1970s. I remember in 1972, my my life was revolutionized when um, I heard for the first time um, Christian contemporary music, and it was the band Love Song. Some of you will remember that. Um, 
Chuck Girard and Love Song. And I put that album on the record player in, in our living room. I was a kid, and I heard that music, and I thought, I've never heard anything like this before. It was young people worshiping the Lord. And, and the, the original song, and the first song of the album was called Love Song, Lend an Ear to a Love Song. And changed my life, that music. And, and today, to be honest with you, I never have picked up on the, the new contemporary worship, although it's great. But when I'm in my car riding around, I'm still listening to the music of the 1970s. It was just something so special about <clears throat> those early Christian uh, musical artists like Chuck Girard, Honey Tree, uh, The Way, um, the second chapter of Acts. I mean, all those groups had such an impact. But all that happened in the, the late 1960s, the, the early 1970s, after Israel regained Jerusalem for the first time in 2,500 years. A- another thing that happened in 1989 to 1990, the Soviet Union released one million Jews from the bondage of communism and allow them to immigrate to Israel, fulfilling Jeremiah sixteen fourteen through 15. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when it shall no longer be said, as the Lord lives, who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives, who brought up the people of Israel out of the north country. And keep in mind, if you take a string and you put a tack in Jerusalem, and then you take the other end of that string and put it the North Pole, that string will go right through Moscow. And um, so God says, I'm going to bring you up from the North country. And Russia is north of Israel. And out of the, all the countries where he had driven them, for I will bring them back to their own land that I gave to their fathers. And so that happened in 1989 and 1990, and we forget about those days. I was in Oxford, England uh, this summer, and I presented a paper at the Institute for the Study of Global Anti-Semitism and Policy. It's known as ISGAP, and their summer institute is at Oxford uh, University in Oxford, England. And I stayed in the dormitory, and staying next uh, to my wife and I was uh, Natan Sharansky, and, and his family. And Natan Sharansky, back in the 1980s, was a, was a dissident, a Soviet dissident. And he wanted to return to Israel. He was known as one of the refuseniks. Uh, the Jews who Russia refused were not going to let you go back. And after years in the gulag, he was finally released. And later on, many thousands of Jews returned. We'll catch you on the other side of the break. Hello, I'm Aaron Free, president of Israel Team Advocates. Israel team is standing in the gap for the Jewish people in a time of growing anti-Semitism in America. And there are many forces, even within Christianity, that want to divide the land of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. There has to be those who proclaim the truth about Israel in a time when nations are calling for her demise. Our organization works on college campuses where anti-Israelism is in vogue, especially on evangelical college campuses. Evangelical anti-Israel groups highly financed by George Soros and his Open Society organization are pushing evangelical millennials towards the abyss of anti-Semitism, and they are succeeding. One such group, the Telos Group, is funding all expense-paid trips for young pastors and evangelical college students to Israel where they feed them live 
lies about the Jewish people and the land, and they come home anti-Israel. In just the last four years, evangelical young people have cut their support in half for Israel. In a survey in 2018, 69% of evangelical young people said they supported the Jewish people. A new survey in 2021 found that only 33% of evangelical young people support the state of Israel. So if we don't push back against the growing anti-Israelism within evangelical movement, evangelicalism could be anti-Israel within just a few short years. I'm asking you to help Israel team in this fight. I'm asking you to stand with us as we stand for God's covenant with Abraham and the land and the great nation that God is building in Israel. Will you give to Israel Team today? And there's two ways you can give. Go to our website, israelteam.org, to donate section, and you can give securely online. Be sure to give us your mailing address so that we can send you our new book, The Casualty of Contempt. You can also mail your donation to Israel Team. Find our address on our website, israelteam.org. That's israelteam.org. This is Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Hey, welcome back to Israel and You. And again, as I said earlier, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can uh, go to our website, israelteam.org. Tons of information there that you can download for free that'll help you. There's videos, there's articles, there's teaching material. Uh, you can donate to our ministry at israelteam.org. You can follow uh, my writing at the Times of Israel, the Jerusalem Post, the uh, Alga Miner, and all good information that will help you in your understanding of what God is doing in these days of time and the restoration of Israel. So we're talking about five reasons why every Christian should honor Jewish people, and we're on the third reason, which is that uh, the fires of revival have always been connected to the restoration of the Jewish people uh, to their own land. And we're, we're talking about Natan Sharansky, who I met this past summer in Oxford, England, and he was a refusenik. He was refused uh, by the Russian government to, to go back to Israel. He wanted to immigrate, and so the Russian government kept about a million Jews from going back to, to Israel, many for the first time. And so finally, in 1989-90, they were released. And what was the revival parallel? So as the Jews are released from the bondage and suppression of communism in 1989-1990, to what happened in uh, American uh, revival. Well, the Promise Keepers movement launched in 1990 and filled stadiums with men seeking after God and breaking spiritual strongholds and repenting and, and breaking down racial barriers between African American and Caucasians and American Indians and uh, Hispanics and just broke down those barriers between, uh, between peoples. And so that all happened as a million Jews are returning to the land of Israel. And then the fourth reason why Christians should um, love Israel and, and support the Jewish people and honor the Jewish people is because we're approaching a final great awakening that is intricately connected to the present regathering of Jews to Israel, particularly Jerusalem. And at the end of Luke 21, verse 24, are these words, 
of Jesus, and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. So Jerusalem was returned to Jewish control in the Six-Day War in 1967, and this marked the first time since 586 B.C. that Jerusalem was sovereignly in Jewish hands. Until 1967, Jerusalem had been passed from one conqueror to another. In just the last 2,000 years, Rome, the Byzantine Empire, Muslims, Crusaders, Turks, and the power of Great Britain have controlled Jerusalem. Could this be a sign that the times of the Gentile trampling Jerusalem underfoot is coming to an end? I believe so. So what does Jesus say should be our response when we see Jerusalem sovereignly back in Jewish hands. And this is found in Luke 21, verse 28. Now, when these things begin to take place, one of these things is the return of Jerusalem to Jewish control in Luke 21, verse 24. Straighten up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Does the regathering of the Jewish people to the land of Israel and the retaking of Jerusalem in 1967, marked the beginning of the end. Jesus seems to affirm this in Luke 21, 32. Truly I say to you, this generation, the generation that witnesses the return of Jerusalem to Jewish sovereignty, will not pass away until all this has taken place. In the Bible, a generation can be 40 years or 100 years. So if people living in 1967 or born after 1967 belong to this generation Jesus speaks about, then the final great awakening is near. And the, and the Bible talks about a, a great awakening that happens in the last days of time. So the fifth reason why Christians should love and honor the Jewish people is because when God restores Israel to her land, it will be a sign to the nations of the holiness and the power of God. And again, there's many Christians that believe and proclaim that the entire purpose for God restoring Israel to her land is for the early rapture of Christians in this dispensational theological view and not saying I agree or disagree, I'm just saying it's a theory, and there's lots of theories of, of uh, the coming of the Lord. But this should not be the reason why we hope for the restoration of the Jewish people to their land, not for selfish reasons. The first thing God will do in Israel, in, in Israel's restoration, is restore them to their land. And this is happening there are about 18 million Jews on the earth, and presently 7 million are back in the land of Israel. So the first is the physical regathering of the Jewish people to Israel. Ezekiel 36, 22 through 24 says, Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord God. When through you, and he's speaking about the Jewish people, I vindicate my holiness before all the nations' eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. 
So again, I don't find anywhere in the Bible where the restoration of the Jewish people to their land promises an early rapture for Gentile Christians. Uh, I believe this is disingenuous, it's selfish, and some would even say there's some anti-Semitic leanings to that theology. In other words, we're proclaiming that the Jewish people are going to go through this end-time great tribulation, and, and God is going to rapture, take away the Gentile people. So I don't find that that is the, the purpose why God is regathering the Jewish people. He tells us his purpose. It is to proclaim his name before the nations. That's God's purpose. Uh, vindicate my holiness before the eyes of the nations when I take you from the nations and gather you from the countries and bring you into your own land. And then God says, and the nations will know that I am the Lord. So that's why God is doing this. He's, he's restoring Israel, which is a complete supernatural miracle right before our eyes. He's restoring them to vindicate his name and to proclaim his holiness to the nations of the earth. And um, once the Lord brings the Jewish people back physically, he will restore them spiritually. Ezekiel 36, 25 through 26 says, I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness. I will cleanse you and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit and I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you uh, a heart of flesh. And so during the Holocaust and the persecution over the centuries of the Jewish people, uh, many Jewish people, their, their heart has grown cold towards God. My family living in Israel, I have over 100 family members living in Israel. Because of the Holocaust, many of them uh, have a hardness. And so God is saying, I'm going to restore that, that hardness of heart and give you a heart of, of flesh, a, a, a new heart. And so that's happening in Israel right now. People are returning to God, uh, the God of their fathers. I see this when I, I talk to Jewish friends. Uh, they're returning to the God of their fathers. And it's amazing to see God is doing that in our days. So this twofold restoration will be assigned to the nations of God's enduring power. Then the nations that are left around you shall know that I am the Lord. Ezekiel 36, verse 36. So presently, Jews from the nations are immigrating to Israel by the tens of thousands each year. In Israel, there are reports of a spiritual hunger like never before. So if you want to see... Uh, Bible prophecy happening before your eyes. Read Ezekiel 36 and 37. It's happening right now in our day of time. And my family, they were living in Ukraine in the early 1900s. They'd been there for a long, long time. And there was the pogroms where Jews were being persecuted and driven from their homes. So one of, uh, there were seven uh, children. Uh, one of them, my great-grandmother, came to America uh, six, uh, five brothers stayed in Ukraine. They perished by the hands of the Nazis uh, in 1942. Uh, one brother immigrated uh, to to present-day Israel. In those days, it was called Palestine, and he went there in around 1910. He had four children born in Jerusalem. Today, those four children have grandchildren, great-grandchildren. So it's a miracle to see. Jews returning to the land of Israel. So 
all of us Christians, we should honor the Jewish people first and foremost because God loves them and we love them as well. So we'll see you next time on Israel and You.